Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You arrive back at the town, nothing bad happens on your travels there. And the festival's definitely more set up, and you do kind of see townspeople milling about. They do seem to be done for the day. What's the plan? Is, uh, are they setting up parking or anything like that? Or Not yet, but, like, it's, yeah, the the parade route seems to be more or less done now. The kind of bandstand stuff they were building, that seems to be done. All the decorations are more or less there. It's just kind of, like, final touches in paint will be the next couple of days, as best you can tell. All right, so... We drove past a sign that said, now entering Carcosa. Now entering the city of Carcosa. But we didn't, is it in, I'm sorry, is it in place of the Brookville or do we, do we then get to Brookville? You pass signs for both. Like, I guess think of it kind of like you'd have like a sign saying you are now entering New York City. And then like you'd find a sign saying like you are now in the borough of Queens or something like that. Like, as best you can tell, Brookville is now just part of Carcosa. I mean, it is the new suburb. All right. And now, 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 even though before when we were in Brookville, we heard stuff and couldn't, couldn't see anybody. Now everyone's back to just milling about. It's normal. As normal as this town has been to you so far. Yeah. It's just people kind of about again, real small town. Again, like the entire population of this County fits in a typical NFL football stadium. Mm. And this town is not that big. Like it's a, Lest it's a sub a thousand people town. All right, let's. Uh, anyone else see that sign back there for Carcosa? Yeah, those definitely were not there earlier today. I don't like this at all. I don't know what the hell is going on here. I don't think any of us do. Of course, that's kind of a obvious statement. But I guess let's just head to the let's head to the uh, museum and I'll figure it out and we'll we'll. See if we can find uh, that uh, Xanthus guy. Can we just drive drive through the town a little bit? Sure. See if we can see him in his yellow suit. Why not? All right, give me a search. Yeah, so you drive a little bit and you do find him. He's up kind of in the general area of the museum and the lake. He's like, he's up there kind of sitting on a bench, just looking out across the town as best you can tell. As he's used to drive by, waves a little bit. Seems kind of jolly and... Happy to see people in town. We'll pull over and stop the car, I guess. Yep. Who's talking? Uh, we're going with DEA. So it's me. What if he uh, pushes back or just refuses? I, I don't know. Uh, what's plan B? Just break in in the night? Or do we just not bring it up at all and just go with that? Probably in cahoots with Felder to some degree. He's probably responsible for some of this weird shit. So if you guys decide, oh, let's not talk to him, let's not go 
reveal our plans or whatever. Let's not demand to get in the museum. I'm fine with that. But if we decide that the if if we're still sure the best way to get in there is on somebody's badge, I will put it on my badge. I, I don't care anymore. But I guess. Well, that's a good point. We lose the element of surprise. if We talk to him about it. Jumper, jet lag, thoughts? You still want me to go through with this, or what are we doing? I mean, things are getting to the point that we're going to have to pull the trigger on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, trying to break in is a totally valid option, too. Like, there is a... Yeah, we could just... No. Is it dark now, or where are we at? It's getting there, yeah. Like, it's the the sun's definitely set. Start, it's in that kind of not quite dark, but dark. You're in a town, though, too, so there's plenty of lighting from kind of the stuff around you to... Not make it spooky. Well, let's double back. Let's let's just find a place to stake out. Try to try to break in after nightfall. Works for me. All right. Are you gonna talk to Mister Xanthos at all? Like he has seen you. You could kind of pull up. <laughs> I mean, we could just. We'll just tell wait. Him we had it. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Let me see. He's gonna start kind of walking over towards you, agents. Welcome back to Brookville. Uh, I see you're still here. I suspected you might be gone by now. Reconsidered staying for the festivities? Yeah. Excellent. You will not be disappointed, my dear agents. It will be a festival to remember. You'll never see anything quite like it ever again. So, yeah, have you ever uh, heard of the town Carcosa? Carcosa? What is that? Spanish? Uh, French, actually. French, I guess. I, we saw a couple signs for it on the way out, way in. Uh, Carcosa. That's a that's a strange name for a place. I, you said you saw signs. What was the context of these signs? Seemed to be a town near here or something, but we we hadn't noticed it on the way in. Thought we thought we asked. Carcosa, Kansas. It does have a nice. Uh, syllabical ring to it, but I I don't believe there's a Carcosa around here. Uh, kind of like ponders for a second. It, it might be some of the local youths making trouble or causing up some type of mischief. I believe there might be a band by the name of Carcosa, but no, no, no Carcosa, Kansas, as far as I'm familiar. Carcosa. Carcosa? Carcosa? Silly name for a town. Stranger name for a city, I suppose. Certain beauty to it, though, I suppose. Cocosa. Sea line. Uh, that'd be a human int check. Alright. Definitely want to see if he's reacting to this. Well, I feel. The dude seems kind of genuinely perplexed by this. He seems to have fun saying the word Carcosa, though. A little too much fun? Maybe. Well, well, we'll probably be on our way, sir. It was good to see you again. Have a fine evening, agents. And I know it's a small town, but accidents do indeed happen. So be safe. I wouldn't want to have to visit you in the hospital and you'd have to miss this beautiful festival. All right. As he's saying this, everyone who is below their breaking point, give me a sand check. I am not below my breaking point. You are. You're broken still. You're below the original one. Oh, well, the original one, yes. 33 out of 50, critical success. Yoten, 33 out of 50, critical success. All right. Two, 78 out of 14, failure. 
All right, you're just going to take one more point of sand damage on this, and just for, like, again, this split-second thing keeps happening, like, for just a fraction of a second, like, it looks like Charles's face is this, like, cracked porcelain mask of some kind, and for, like, a split second, he's not wearing a yellow suit, he's wearing, like, a yellow robe of sorts, but also, like, it's just, like, a split second and it's gone kind of thing. He's kind of looking at you confused, fanning himself with his hat. You do get your you get one sandpoint back, Agent Newton. Thank you. I want to be sure. This guy fanning himself with his hat, looking at you. Are you okay, Missy? You do appear to have become quite pale all of a sudden. Or did you breathe too many chemicals down the lake, y'all, and investigating? You did mention it was a toxic situation of some kind. That's what you EPA folks deal with, isn't it? I do hope you wore gloves and wore masks. Yeah, we're still in the analysis phase. We have not made any conclusions yet. Well, I do hope the lake is okay. It's quite a... It, it draws the people in, I suppose. Not as much as this festival will, I suspect, but it is a natural beauty of sorts. Uh, I like it. It's not that we decided to build our lake here. Lakes are truly important to a town, if you understand my drift. Yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you for your concern. Any time, I would hate for you to Missed the festival due to some queasiness brought on by a job site hazard. Well, I think we're ready to turn in for the night. Anybody else? Any yeah. comments here for our host? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, pleasure seeing you again, and we'll be seeing you around at the festival. As always, agents, the pleasure is mine. Have a blessed evening. And may has to watch over you. Kind of puts his hat back on and walks off. I'm sorry. Who? Kind of turns. Hmm? Uh, whoa, d- whoa, whoa. Just have a pleasant evening, my dear agents. Okay. I whispered this to the other ones. Isn't that what the um, the redneck racist brigade down south said? No, they said Barnabas. That was not what he um, said. But they did the same thing where, uh, in passing, they used an unusual name. And that's what caught my attention. I think he said Haster. So uh, yeah. as you're kind of recognizing this, someone give me an alertness check. I will. I got a fumble. Eight out of 57 success. Yeah, so kind of like when Charles Xanthus turns around to kind of just say have a good evening, there's this grin on his face, kind of like a wolf almost or something like that. And it's, it quickly vanishes and he kind of just walks off, fanning himself with his hat and kind of just being his normal jovial self. There's something up with that guy. Anybody else see that smile? I did. No, but there's definitely something off it. All right, let, let's drive off here, okay? We just, are we going to actually go back to the old ta- the other city or are we just going to find a place to stake out? It's almost dark. Uh, how far was it again? It's less than an hour, if I remember correctly. Well, what time do we want to break in? Because if it's four or five hours from now, we might as well get a couple hours of sleep or something. But uh, if it's an hour from now, then let's just find some place where let's try to get some place where they can't see us and come back. I guess. Let's uh, let's get out of Dodge. Let's go back, come back, and try to break in at like two a.m. I agree. Frankly, I want these townspeople to actually see us pull out. To their town, though, you just kind of like just get out of town enough to make it seem like you left. I think 
we said we'd head back to the hotel, right? All right. Yeah, let's go back. Maybe we can search search some of the names in those deeds or something like that. All right. Yeah, so back to the hotel. Nothing bad happens. Again, like, you pass the sign scene that you're now leaving Brookville. Yeah, nothing inherently weird happens on the drive. Yeah, you make it back to your hotel safely enough. Is this an opportunity to recover anything? Uh, you could sleep, but you'd have to sleep a lot, I guess, to recover that stuff. Sure. Yeah. You'd have to get a full night's sleep to guess that. But also, like, it's like, when you're planning on breaking in, like, it's, we'll say it's like five, six o'clock at night. You could still get four hours, of eight hours of sleep and still wake up at 4 a.m. to go do this, and that will get you your cow back, hypothetically. Hmm. Well, I grabbed some of those brochures. I, I just want to try to search for Carcosa to see if I can find anything. Yeah. I don't know how to make you roll for that even, because you're just kind of in this low stress. Yeah, I, there is nothing on Carcosa. Yeah, you find the occasional reference to the band Carcosa, but like the city of Carcosa, the town of Carcosa, nothing in that context shows up. Tribe or village? Like, historically? N- nothing. Uh, when you dump it even to like a Google Translate, it says it's French, but it can't get a, pr- it can't get a translation back for you. <sighs> All right, then I'm going to start uh, looking up some of the names on the, the D and stuff. All right. That'll be more of a search. Okay. Got an 18 out of 45. Yeah, so on the kind of contemporary and modern-looking deeds you have, it all checks out. Like, you find the names on them, and it matches the addresses. But on some of the weirder ones, kind of the the old ones, the names don't bring up anything that's useful or kind of matches the local surroundings. Like the addresses don't even necessarily show up. Like now that you're looking at these in more details, a lot of these addresses don't make sense. Like you see like a, a North South fleet street where an address is located. It's like it looking at, it, you know, that kind of like it's located on the North side of the South street on the North end. Like it's just looking at these addresses doesn't, these aren't addresses in the way that makes any logical sense to a sane human being. These, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they look legit, even though the names and the locations nothing? Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. Yeah, again, like, you have no reason to doubt these as real, except for the fact that a bunch of them are impossible like why would there be a renaissance era d that's not like falling apart in your hands for a town in kansas or why would even be in kansas kind of thing like kansas didn't exist when that deed was hypothetically made but there it is and on the on top of that why do some of the addresses that you have listed there when you google them in and you have searched them they show up as in kansas but they have the city of Carcosa listed, or the state of Carcosa listed, instead of the Kansas. Like, again, like the real ones you're finding, the weird ones are kind of weird, but also there's a weird discrepancy whenever the word Carcosa, or kind of when there's a crossover between the kind of insaner seeming addresses and real locations intersect. Well, I think I'm gonna put my feet up for a couple hours here before we head back into Brookville or Carcosa or wherever we are. Might as well. They reconvene in three hours. We're uh, 
So it's like 6 p.m. We convene at 1, 1 a.m. Let's make it midnight. Midnight? All right. Got a little bit of a drive back into town. All right, so we head up in to our rooms. Yep. I guess, like, I, let's reconvene for a second. Like, what's the plan? It's the plan to kind of hang out for a little bit. It's the plan to kind of, like, wait for the sun. Like, when are you going back to the town to try and break into the museum, I guess? Is that a midnight thing? Is that a 10 p.m. thing? You, some of you got to try and sleep temporarily. What's the plan? Jackal's going to try to sleep temporarily, and we're going to reconvene at midnight and head back into the town. Agreed. Okay. Jetlag is going to do the same. Yep. Yeah. Yoden's doing the same. Works. I'm just like so mentally confused. I feel like I just need to close my eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but you're all sleeping is the plan. Yep. Yep. And I yep. think, uh, was it, um, Jacqueline, I share a room, right? Mm-hmm. Let's take this agent by agent. Let's start with Jumper. So you're sleeping. Give me a sand check. Sixty-seven out of thirteen failure. All right. So you dream that you are bobbing about in a enormous lake, and off in the distance you see just an impossible city. The geometry doesn't make sense. It kind of sprawls out in hundreds of different directions simultaneously. It's at the edge of the lake. You see kind of waves crashing, and it's weird. Like your arm in this dream is totally normal, and the rest of you is cold and pruney and wet and all that stuff. But almost like the reverse would happen to you earlier. But yeah, no. So you just have this strange dream. Nothing like you, you don't sleep well as a result of you kind of tossed about in the waves of this strange lake, and eventually you kind of float to shore. But that's where the that's where the dream ends. All right, Yoten, give me a sand check. Okay. Let's see here about sand. 97 out of 51 failure. Yeah. So you also have a dream, but you dream you're back at your cubicle at the DEA. You don't know how you know this, but you're kind of on shit duty. Your boss is very mad at you for throwing up on him. Like, it's <laughs> it, it's real bad. And so you're doing lots of kind of just scut work, paperwork, and everything that comes across from you is for this one case and everything is marked with a big stamp in the center. And the stamp is that kind of strange yellow question mark. You're going through hundreds, if not thousands of pages of this information, all of them stamped in the center with this. Who's Jotun's roommate again? Jackal. All right, Jackal. So we're going to do you next. Uh, give me a sand check. Oh, 100 out of 67 fumble. Oof. So, your dreams drift back to your time as a Navy SEAL. Uh, it's you just kind of you're on like a helicopter flying somewhere or something. You're in transit from one point to another, and you don't remember this. I guess like you remember kind of the situation this would be, but this is not a memory you've had before. And as you're looking around, you realize that everyone else on the helicopter with you is dressed in these kind of strange robes of sort they're almost like a almost like kind of an over stylized version of like a victorian or renaissance era military uniform of sorts they're very colorful they're not really practical they're very ornamental and stuff like that and they're all wearing these kind of porcelain or ceramic of some kind theater masks you know those kind of like the smiley the frowny ones they're all wearing mm-hmm. that so you on this helicopter with a bunch of people wearing that so give me a d10 roll for san 
five. All right, so you can you're you're gonna take that. You can try and offload some of that onto your bonds. Yeah, I'll try to offload some of it. All right, so let's do that one d four for the pal. All right, so you three. subtract three from that, and you do man, you only take two of the sand damage, but also you now take three of the away from one of your bonds. Which bond are you taking it away from? All right, so I take two from Sandy. Yep. Then I'll take um, three from I bond with my brother. All right. Yeah. So, and you wake up screaming from this weird dream. Like you're not sure what happens, but you just kind of wake up, just shook and scream. We'll get back to that in a second. So, jet lag. Give me a sand check. You sleep peacefully through the night. Only one to pass a sand check. You, Yay. your dreams are normal. Like you, you, you feel relatively rested when you wake up, but you do kind of get woken up to the sounds of jackal screaming in the adjacent room, kind of thing. But yeah, no, I've, you have a dreamless sleep. Congratulations. Thank you. Does jackal wake me up too? Yeah, it, he's loud. Like he is screaming bloody murder as a result of this. He's not totally conscious either, might be your takeaway from looking at him. Like, he's thrashing about some, being loud, screaming. Damn it, Jackal! Uh, Jackal! Uh, I uh, try to grab him. All right, so give me a strength check, and Jackal, give me a strength check. Jackal failed 75 out of 65. Success, 26 out of 50. Yes, you managed to grab him and kind of, like, hold him steady. He, like, he slowly comes to kind of thing, and... Jack will give me another sand check. Because <laughs> he wakes up and sees Yoden. <laughs> so you wake up and Yoten is wearing one of those strange porcelain masks you saw in the dream. Like it's 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 Yoten. You can tell it's Yoten, but he's wearing one of these weird the masks again. So it's gotta be another one D six of sand damage. One. Alright. You can eat that mm. or you can offload onto your bonds. So if I eat it, um, and I'll be at my breaking point. Oh, come on. Go to the breaking point. Cool things keep happening at breaking points. All right, I'll go there. Yeah. So then I have to subtract something from it, right? Yeah, just subtract your POW again from that amount, and that's your new breaking point. But keep track of your old one, because if you manage to get back above it, you're no longer broken. You've completed psychotherapy to get back to normal, if you will. Okay. Three broken agents and jet lag. Who's obsessed with a trinket? Who's obsessed with a trinket? Uh, I don't. I'm not even gonna like swat at you or anything, Yoten. I'm just gonna like try to get away from you out of the bed or something. Jackal, it's fine. I wasn't trying anything. You were screaming. You were screaming bloody murder in your sleep. You're having a Ma- nightmare. Ma- I don't blame the, you. The, the Blackhawk. The you, Yoten. Yeah, it's me. Oh my God, dreaming. Nightmare. Yeah, I can tell. I, I had a, a bad dream myself, but it was not anywhere near whatever the hell you had going on. I'm sorry about it. We've been through some shit. I get it. I, I don't know if you have yeah, black, if you have some I, I don't know what your situation in the seals was. So be that as it may, I just figured that uh everyone in this damn hall could probably hear you. Uh, and probably the floors above and below us. So I just wanted to uh, put an end to your hollering. I appreciated it. Yeah, well, I hope you do the same for me. So these figures, they 
they had these masks on, and I don't know, it sounds stupid, but it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll take your word for it. I was pushing papers. And you know what? What? They all had that fucking yellow question mark on them. Uh, I'm not trying to go back to sleep. You can. I'm just going to stay up. Nope. Let's, uh, what time is it? It's about time. It's about time to go. Let's, let's just, uh, let's nice get dressed. Get ready. Get ready. I'm going to splash some water on your face, Agent, Sh- um, Agent Jackal, by any chance, or no? Nah? Yeah, I'll go, go into the bathroom and get a drink of water or something. All right, cool. Give me a alertness check while you're in there. Humble 66. <laughs> All right, so you're, you're, you're splashing some water on your face, and in the same kind of as your fingers touch your face, they don't feel skin. They feel a porcelain mask, and you kind of like startle up and you're looking into the mirror and it's again one of these masks and you're wearing it give me another sand check 40 success 64 so it's just one sand damage off that but then the kind of the mask is gone you're just looking at yourself and you're just pale and yeah no that's you weren't dreaming that time though I'll drop the glass on the high floor yeah ah, touch my face oh my god What's wrong with me? You probably hear this, Yoten, but also the dude just woke up from a traumatic nightmare, like some aftershocks are to be expected, potentially. I think you're just having a bad dream. It still seems to be going on. You're okay. You almost done in there? Yeah. Careful, there's glass on the floor. I'm going to pick it up. Let's get going here. Let's... All right, cool. So, yeah, everyone meets out in the parking lot, or where do you guys meet up to do your thing? Parking lot. Yep. Sure. All right, so it's back to Brookville. If jet lag can get us there, do we recover any health from our short rest? Or not really. It was a short rest. Like it takes more time okay. to do that. Um, I'll give you back each actually one health point. Why not? Took some kind of R and R. None of you got so damaged it would be like requiring a medical room necessarily. I lost almost half my hit points. <laughs> yeah. You probably have a cracked rib or two. Like, it's not great what happened to you, but you get any of the damage thresholds where bad things start to happen. So back to Book Rill. Here we go. Yeah, so the drive back again is pretty normal. Uh, nothing. And then it's, it's late at night, so there's not a lot of cars on the road. You maybe pass, like, one other vehicle kind of thing. Um, you, you do again pass a couple signs indicating you're on the road to Carcosa, though, oddly enough. Uh, also Brookville, Kansas. Um, the, the signs never contradict each other, but they do seem to kind of point to the same location, I guess is the way of thinking of it. When you get to the outskirts of the town, what do you do? You like, kill the lights in the car, you try and go stealthy on this one. What's the plan? Well, honestly, Yoten, you probably know the most about taking something, something out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, jet lag, drive normal. Come okay. at the museum from uh, an indirect angle. Um, why don't you see if you can pull off uh, from the main road here. Uh, the museum would be on our right, so why don't you take a left. And uh, So if anyone's tailing us or something, they'll think we're going somewhere else. Head a few blocks down and 
come back up on the museum. So we come straight at it. I'm assuming everything I just described is possible. I don't know if it's not. Let me know. Yeah, no, it seems doable. Affirmative. So where we got like the lights killed. We're looking head on at the museum. Is that how we were supposed to end up? I think so. That's what they described, right? Yeah. Yeah, kill the lights before we get there. But not long before. Does the museum look normal? Yeah. Oh, the... right, here, I'll roll an alertness or something. Yeah, that's a more of a search, yeah. Oh, search, okay. Uh, 10 out of 74, success. Yeah, the museum looks normal enough from the outside. It's a big, kind of spooky building at the middle of the night. But beyond that, no, nothing... Nothing leaps out as weird. There's a couple lights on around the building, but I know nothing leaps out at you as inherently sinister or of note. It's just a darker, spookier version of what it is during the day. Okay. Um, All right. Let's uh, see if we can pull up behind the building. I think that's going to give us the most cover. So we're actually going to like pull up, drive, drive around back. Like looking for a loading dock, essentially, or kind of like a back exit entrance or something? Yeah. Yeah, you, you can definitely do that. Yeah, you can pull the car around there. There's even like a rear entrance you could go into if you wanted to. Seems to be kind of like a maintenance and loading area. All right, let's see if we can get in. All right, are we bringing guns and stuff? I am. Yeah, I think we'll load out as much as possible, bulletproof vest, all that stuff. I'm bringing at least my little submachine gun. All right, I'll grab the carbine. All right, so you're all decked out. You kind of tumble out of the car. You tactically leave the car, I guess, is probably more accurate. Uh, there's a door directly in front of you. You could probably break it down if you wanted to. There might be some other build- doors around the building you could get into. Uh, there's a lot of kind of glass on the outside that you could, in theory, punch through, but it would make a noise, hypothetically. We're looking to the glass. It's too dark inside to tell. There's also like, maybe some tinting on it that makes it extra hard to see through. Is the door locked? You could try it. I'll try it. It's not. Alright, I'm gonna signal to my crew to get in position and kind of crack the door open. All friendly town. People leave doors unlocked all the time. Uh, do you have have the door open yet? Yep, I'm gonna pull it open. Yeah, so inside there's kind of some basic... We'll call it work lights for lack of a better phrase. It's not well illuminated inside, but there is some kind of just like generic safety lighting on that kind of like it's it's not well illuminated, but you do kind of be looking into like a back area maintenance hallway or something like that. Just kind of like a general non-public entry room. And is it like an open room or is it super cluttered? Uh Open-ish, I guess, but there's obviously the signs of, like, equipment and stuff like that in there. Some of it's construction equipment, most of it's kind of general cleaning, but just, like, a, it's a nondescript kind of cement-floored basic room, I guess, is the way of thinking of this space. There's a door on the opposite end. There's a couple doors that actually go off of it. One that's a little bit nicer that you'd guess is kind of facing off into the main museum at that point. A couple that seem to kind of go back into other parts of a maintenance area. Um, do we have flashlights? So you do. I brought mine. Yeah, I would assume we have like tactical lights on our. Yeah. Uh, keep your lights down, guys. There's no lights on in the building, right? They're like little little maintenance lights and things like that. Like we can kind of see. But there's no like rooms, uh, 
like with the the lights left on or anything, we would have not seen that you can tell from where you're at. No. Okay. All right. All right. So let's all get into the room and close the door. So you're standing in kind of this maintenance access room. There are two doors, kind of that go off into kind of a based on just looking at the outside of the building. Not much more of the building. Probably like just more maintenance access, or maybe like a circuit room or electrical room or something like that. And then on the opposite side of that, there's kind of a nice grander fancier looking door like it's not like grand grand but it's like a it's a nicer door double uh double swinging kind of thing crash bar on the side you're on have we seen any like uh displays cases you say this is a museum or is it all just empty floor space you're not in the museum yet i guess like this room's only like 20 by 20 it's a small like the janitor space kind of thing like oh. it's where you might bring stuff in that you're offloading off of trucks or something you're in kind of a back of house space all right, let's keep going. Turn into the main museum. Go through those double doors. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone see anything of interest in here? The equipment I would expect, I guess. The equipment all looks normal, right? Nothing stands out as weird. No, yeah, it's none of you are like electrical workers or like HVAC employees. So, yeah, it looks normal enough to you. Yeah. Maybe some of it's not 100% finished, but again, like this is still allegedly a construction site. Right. Okay. So yeah, let's kind of peer through, try to crack that double door and see what's in there before barging in. All right. So uh, you kind of push the door open enough to see a little bit through it, maybe. Yeah, I want to peer peer into the room. Yeah. So the door is it's heavy and kind of you can't quite see much beyond it once you crack it open. The room does appear to be dark. Give me a stealth check. Everybody. Whoever's pushing on the door. Uh, 36 out of 50 success. Yeah, so you push it to a certain point, you feel like a click almost or something. Um, Not like a uh, kind of malicious click of any kind, but you do have like maybe you pressed on a switch or something like that. That's embedded in the doorframe. But you haven't activated it. You kind of like felt it ever so slightly as you pushed into it kind of engage and it's not fully activated yet. That was close. So I'll, I'll ease off the door then. Yeah. What was that, Jackal? Sounds like the door is going to trigger something. Maybe it's an alarm or a light switch or something like that. Do I, from my tactical knowledge, do I know what that might be? Light system or alarm are probably the best guesses you've got in this instance. Like, it's not, yeah. it wouldn't make sense for it to be like a bomb or something. This is a museum right. in a small town. Like, you're not worried about it like blowing up, but it might turn on, like, some lighting system, or, yeah, it might be a silent alarm of some kind. You're pretty sure you didn't activate it, though. Whatever it I is. Think we're, I think we're good, but maybe we should try to find a different door into this room. Okay. There was another one back there. We... Let's go check it out. Alright, so, yeah, you open that door, and you find yourself in kind of an electrical closet of some kind. It's got a variety of circuit breakers. It does seem to kind of have, like, a little indicator of where power is going and the building does have power and it does say that the auto like the the lighting system is active for the main exhibit spaces can we turn it off uh yeah do any of you have electrician as a profession by any chance probably not no all right this is gonna be kind of a heavy machines to figure this one out your general catch-all tinker for lack of a better phrase I've got 10 in that. <laughs> yeah, what do people have in that skill, actually? 10. 
30. Yeah, 30 is enough to know how to turn off a circuit breaker from looking at a circuit breaker, I guess, or to like pull a circuit or something from a more integrated system. So yeah, no, you do find the circuit that you pre- you're pretty sure kind of connects to that. You do pull it, and yeah, you're you're pretty confident it's not going to do anything to you if you open that door. All right, we go back and we push open the door. Yeah, so the door opens. You kind of hear a click of the button being pressed into the wall kind of thing. Nothing happens, obviously, because you turned it off kind of thing. And you find yourself standing in kind of a... the It's a big room. Like, it seems to be kind of the main space of the main part of the museum. There's a little reception desk at the front. It's it's a nicer museum than you'd expect from, well, Brookville. Give me an alertness check, anyone? Oh, All of us are just... 55 out of 58 critical success. 25 out of 49. Also critical, 44 to 57. Failure. Jetlag's the only one who failed, it looks like. Jetlag is looking at his watch. Maybe <laughs> think about that lighter. That sweet, sweet lighter. Yeah, <laughs> so this room is too big. There's no way this room is inside the building you just entered. Like, this room alone would take up the entirety of that building, as best you can tell. And you do kind of see areas that indicate there are wings off of this main space. This warehouse did not seem this big. Yeah, I don't know about you, but this is. This place. Also does looks way too nice to be here, wouldn't you say? Yeah, there's no way we're in this inside of a warehouse anymore. And I look, I want to look at the things in the main space. I mean, are there any displays or anything? Yeah, they're all covered though. There appears to be kind of it's. Yeah, you want to search around some? Yeah, we'll take some time. Ooh, eleven out of fifty-one critical. Yeah, so you pretty quickly establish that, the, I guess, like, the main exhibit in this main space is kind of the history of Brookville, if you will. It kind of chronicles the um, the, the story of the town, if you will, from kind of founding as a cow town and railroads and all that stuff to the kind of failure of that whole endeavor to the, the launching of this um, Holly Festival. And uh, where there's obviously supposed to be a final exhibit, there's nothing there yet. Um it definitely seems to be kind of like it's in progress. It's not done yet, though. But yeah, no, like it's it seems to imply like they're going to include like the opening of this museum as part of this museum's exhibit kind of thing. And nothing about this is inherently sinister or weird. It's just kind of the history of a museum or the history of the town this museum resides in. And again, it's nice, like big city science or history museum. Nice. Like it's really well done, like. The finishes are real high quality. Like the the dioramas they have set up are good. There's maybe if you had power, they have like specific lighting to add it more, uh, make it more dramatic and stuff like that. Like again, when you're looking at this, this is some quality work putting in. Maybe Mr. Xanthos really does spare no expense in kind of making these places nice and tourist destinations. Do any of these exhibit tie itself to like I don't know crazy Nazi cults? Not anything that you see in the immediate room, but there are kind of so as part of your looking around, you do find kind of a directory for the space. And there are a variety of kind of galleries listed or kind of various spaces 
one of them is the uh one of them is kind of uh Brookville throughout the Great American Wars. There's another one that's just called the um Aubrey Black exhibit. What wait what? The Aubrey Black exhibit. It's next it's next to the um Johannes Bristol exhibit. It's across from the David Paulson wing. And if you're there, you might as well check out the um uh Peyton Weck exhibit as well. So we're all we're all looking at this. I <laughs> I would like to go check out my exhibit. Yeah, right. me too. Apparently we're a part of the museum, guys. Uh, and then there's lots of other exhibits too. There's the Clyde Bauman exhibit, there's the uh there's the unfinished Miss Pine Wing, there's Whole bunch of stuff. There's the uh, uh, this lo- the uh, the town of Carcosa exhibit, the uh, the Haster Wing, if you will. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, so, which exhibit you go into first? Is there a Felder Wing or anything like that? There is a Felder Wing. Well, I say that's the one we need to go to. I agree, but I think I would still check out my own wing first. Same. Are we moving together or splitting up? I'd say we keep together. Yeah, or at least two by two, but stick together doesn't seem to be a, like a bad idea. So, uh, whose uh, diorama are we going to go appreciate first? Go to Aubrey's. I think Aubrey's, yeah. All right. Why mine first? There's nothing to see there. Uh, we should just move on. You really want to move on? No, let's go see what they know about me. It's crazy museum. All right, so you kind of you, you navigate your way to the Aubrey Black exhibit, and it's nice. It's highlighting her time as a journalist. It shows lots of articles she's written, kind of big, blown up. Like again, really well done, very artistically done, very tasteful, and kind of what they've selected. A variety of photos of her, kind of doing her service work, and her kind of time in the war as a war reporter and stuff like that. And as you're kind of walking through all of this, as you walk into the space, the lights do kick on kind of, and like maybe even a show seems to kick on. You have a narrator of the entire thing. Aubrey Jumper Black, age 28, journalist, born in America from Irish descent in Maryland, Annapolis. It's kind of like walks through just general facts about her, uh, Talks about all her time, talks about her bonds, uh, mentions all the people she's been close to, and it kind of like, as you walk through, it leads to kind of, you know those toys where you kind of click through, it's got that wheel of things that you kind of look through at those, I'm not sure what they're called. It's got a collection of those on a table that are kind of chained down so you can't steal them, but it does kind of, it does invite you to look through the eyes of Aubrey Black. The, like slide things? Sort of, yeah. The little kids ones. It's the wheel that goes in the top. The wheel of it, that yeah. clicks from a side. Yeah, to, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's not creepy at all. Once somebody's I, looking I, one I, of those I, things, I'll put I'll put it on. Yeah. Why? Why doesn't? Uh, why doesn't Aubrey tell us what they are first? So there are seven ones there. Um, one of them's kind of marked early days. One of them's marked. Um, Delta Green assignments. One of them's Mel kind of journalistic pursuits. Uh, what you looking for, I guess, out of these options? Uh, early days. All right, cool. Yeah, so you start, you, you put that up your face, you start clicking through it, and it's a variety of 
It's some of your fondest memories as a kid. And uh, give me some examples of what those might be for Aubrey. Hey, when her dad was still around. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know when her mom uh, was still working for the university and taking her there. Uh, you know, during the summer, just to hang out. You know, things like that. It's a bunch of collections of those, but kind of like you're clicking through these, and there's what maybe twenty pictures on one of these spo- on one of these kind of spindle things, and round picture we'll say 30 that shouldn't mathematically be there uh, something seems to start changing about these like you're not continuing on to kind of a new stage of aubrey's life but uh, you're starting to kind of see the impact of what's happened to aubrey on these pictures like her memories of her dad are a little kind of hazier like maybe his face starts vanishing as you kind of click through all these and circling back through but they are slowly changing. Like his, the images of her mom are kind of slowly kind of drifting away. Like the mom's becoming more and more kind of an outline, like almost a shadow of who she used to be representing as the dementia kind of took hold of her, the kind of loss Aubrey's gone through that from uh, that kind of familiar figure. It's yeah. And kind of, so give me a pow check as you're clicking through all these. All right. Hey, I got a critical success. An 11 out of 16. So, you feel that you can't stop clicking all of a sudden. It takes a couple seconds, but you kind of manage to wrest this thing away from your face. And give me a sand check. Oh. So this is where I critically succeed. Yeah, you get one sand point back off all of this. Congratulations. One sand point. I am further away from degradation. Yay. I don't know. I, I'll put it down and I'll just look at everyone. I say, don't recommend looking at your own slides. Oh, no, these all, all these slides are for you. I know. But, I mean, they plan on going to their own exhibits. If, if you go to your own exhibits and these are here, don't look at them. Fair enough. What did you see in there? I mean, I saw my life, but sometimes... Coming face to face with your life is uh, a little harder than you realize. Yeah, with my luck, I'll probably have one of those little theaters where you can sit and watch all my failures. Go to you then. Oh boy! All right, so we're going to Yotens next. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, kind of in the same way again, very tastefully done for the. Uh, uh, for Mr. Johannes Brislow. Uh, very artfully done, kind of, again, celebrating a career in the DEA, uh, his biggest busts, kind of like, uh, very philosophical almost. So there's a kind of a thinking man's vibe to the entire space. It's really playing up kind of this this working agent, this lawman hunting down well, drugs, for lack of a better phrase, kind of thing. Like, it's it's nice. Like, it's... It mentions his family. It mentions kind of a show. It's got his kids there. It mentions its ex-wife. Uh, mentions his crush and stuff like that. Like it's it's a very tasteful exhibit again. But as Agent Yoshin Yoten kind of expected, there is an ending to this, and it's kind of a it's a highlight reel of sorts. It's a it's a movie kind of showing various kind of great moments from Yoten's career. And through his eyes again, like it's him witnessing this stuff at like firsthand, for lack of a better phrase. 
So it's good things, though? Yeah, good things. Yeah. See? Well, I was half right. Oh, just keep watching. That dude there, scumbag, flew drugs <laughs> into Miami. A lot of them. I mean, a lot of them. But uh, also uh, had uh, uh, killed uh, his uncle and was living in his house. It was messed up. Very accomplished, Yoden. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go so far as to say the exhibit casts your boss as like an idiot, too. Like, it really plays up just how he's a bumbling kind of desk jockey, and you were a badass through all of this. Like, screw that guy for getting on your case, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it even somehow positively spins the story of you throwing up on him. But so, <laughs> towards the exit, there's just kind of a generic door. Give me a pow check. At minus 20. Me? Yep. Only you see it. Success, 15 out of 45. Modified 45. So from beyond that door, you do hear kind of whispers. And you've never heard this voice before, but that's absolutely the voice you heard from that ritual you performed in Felder's lab or in, that, in his ritual room, that kind of that thing from the side that said, you do not have the key. This door does not open for you for lack of a better phrase. Give me a sand check. 41 out of 51 success. You take one point of sand damage, but beyond that, yeah, you don't feel compelled to kind of open it, but like the, 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 the draw of the door is strong and you are definitely the only one that sees that door. All right, guys. Remember when we, uh, Said Yoten got to play uh, sorcerer in uh, Felder's basement. Yeah, yeah. I made contact with something, I think, and uh, yeah, it didn't want me there. And uh, also made very clear that I, I was not a person that could be there or was not ready to be there, wherever that happened to be. I think that thing is on the other side of that door. What door? That door. Right there. Didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something on the other side of it. You don't notice it still. The door's not there. Never was there. What are you talking about, Agent Yoten? Do I still see it or not? It's gone. What door? I'm sorry, guys. I could have sworn there was a door right there in the wall. Obviously, that Seance did not make it into your accomplishments video. Guess not. All right, who's next? Can I check Let's my list going. real quick of the storage unit and see if anybody, anyone's in there? The list has yeah. changed at all. You definitely can. So you're going to check the list? Yep. The list has changed, but it's not listing the contents of the storage locker anymore. It's listing... It's somehow turned into multiple pages and it appears to be kind of in like increasingly like in, annoyingly small print listing the contents of the museum. Holy. I see. Oh. Hey y'all, you should take a quick look at this. We, that list from the storage unit has changed. Now it's a list of everything in this museum, including us, I assume. Yep. Yeah, so give me a sand check now that you're all looking at this again. Great. <laughs> Stupid list. 43 out of 50 success. 58 out of 63 success. 
All right, 58 so, out of 14 failure. 63 out of 71 success. Just one point of sand damage, thankfully. But so as you're holding this list, you're realizing that like more it, it's the pages are scrolling essentially. Like in your hand, you're feeling the number of pages increase to kind of reflect how many things are there, and it's it's growing. It's not showing any signs of stopping, I guess. That's the way to think of it. Put it away. I don't want to look at that right now. Where do you put it, I guess? Um, I was thinking it was just in my pocket. Is it too big now to put in the pocket? Yeah, it's too big to fit in your pocket easily. You could maybe fold it in half and like force it in there, but it's growing at quite the rate. I think at that point I would just drop it and leave it. Okay, so it hits the floor and so everyone give me a sand check on this one because you're watching it grow. Like you're literally watching it get taller and taller as it sits on the ground. Nine out of 50 success. Failure 74 out of 62. Success 53 out of 71. 75 out of 14. And because this is some reality bending weirdness. If you have succeeded, you take one point of sanity damage. If you failed, you take 1d4. Because none of the rest of the shit was reality-bending weirdness. Uh, I just <laughs> my breaking point again. Alright, so you're... <laughs> so you're nice and insane at this point, ain't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally messed up. Yeah, what happens when, um... <laughs> like, are we not supposed to know what happens when our sanity hits zero? I know what happens for Sandy at zero. It will depend on where you are. Okay. In typical rules, your character is for all purposes dead. They become the they become the possession of the handler, meaning me in this case, to kind of do it as we see fit. They're insane, and people that are insane can still do things, terrible things with some frequency, but they're not dead dead. They're just player dead, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, I guess to kind of put a context of sanity in perspective, Felder probably technically has a sanity of zero, but he's still capable of being Felder at that point. Like being insane doesn't necessarily mean you're like drooling, foaming in the mouth crazy. It just means that your attachment to reality is quite gone. You see the world as it is, or maybe as it's not. Who knows? While we're watching the thing grow, I would like to attempt to steal the lighter back from... Alright. It's gotta be a dex check. Do I roll against that or anything? Yep, you're going to roll against that. 54 out of 65. Alright, All right. so... So yeah, you kind of, like, we're gonna, we're gonna do this kind of a little bit different. So you're gonna kind of sidle up on this thing, you're being agile. Give me a stealth, and Jack will <laughs> give me a perception against. That alertness? Sorry, alertness, you're right. Yep, I used the wrong term. 31 out of 14, failure for stealth. 54 out of 57, success. All right, so you catch him doing that. How do you respond to that, Agent Jetlag? Um, I'm going to turn toward him and like, put my forearm against his chest and be like, the lighter is mine. All right, so you're going to wrestle now. So give me a strength check. Both of you do opposing strength checks. <laughs> so weak. 45 out of 55 success. Not bad. 54 out of 65. All right, so the way the blackjack rules are, because you both succeeded, Jackal wins because his role is still higher, so he does kind of manage to resist this show of force. 
What do you do? Damn it. Just let my go, lighter back. Jet lag. It's mine. I got it now. I'm watching it until the end of the mission, right? <sighs> I'm going to kind of turn around and start walking toward my exhibit. I'm done with standing around here. Hello. So we're into Jackal's exhibit, huh? Yeah, obviously. We, I, I go with, I assume. The stack of papers is still growing, by the way, just sitting there. Like, it's probably getting close to the ceiling by now, but you're out of the room, so who cares? There's an argument to be made that the list is recording the number of pages that exist in the list, which might be adding to the list itself, but that's a whole other psychological question to ponder. Yeah, <laughs> so we enter David Paulson's room, and again, like, it's it's very tastefully done. It's a tribute to a war hero, if you will. Like, it definitely highlights his time as a Navy SEAL, and then his transition over to being a kind of nuclear plant security force member. I, it, it does kind of shine a light on how you were a bit of a solitary person. Like you didn't have a lot of friends in life. Unfortunately, your brother was one of your closest kind of confidants, if you will, like you, your time on the, your time in the seals took a bit of a toll on you kind of thing. You felt a little bit kind of withdrawn from life as after exiting. And that's to be expected, but yeah, you, you sought some of the help you needed, but also Delta green got in the way and, who knows what you could have been if you hadn't joined up with Delta Green. It's lots of glass, lots of very kind of cool artifacts from your various times, kind of like a map showing all the locations you've been to. Yeah, it's... Weirdly enough, though, there's a shrine kind of thing in the middle of the room that's asking for your most prized possession. It's not It's not big, it's just empty kind of thing. Like, maybe like something that's maybe like, maybe six to eight inches by six to eight inches kind of wide would fit in there. It's not full yet, though. I'll walk up to that and look at it. Yeah. Like, what does it look like? Is there, like, a little pillow in there? Yeah, it's a pillow. There's nothing in there yet, though. It's just kind of existing. It says my most... It says, like, David's prized possession on it or something like that? Yeah, it's something kind of probably more wordy than that. But, yeah, it's like the the, the, uh, David Paulson's greatest treasure that he kept close to his heart his entire life kind of thing. Okay. What would that be, out of curiosity? I have a feeling that the lighter is going to go in there. Sounds more like jet lag's most prized possession. <laughs> I don't want to put it in there, though. I'm going to keep it in my pocket. Yeah, give me a pow check on that one. 12 out of 80 success. All right, so what would this item be, actually? Like, if you were to put it in there, what would it be, hypothetically, for David Paulson? Like, his dog tags or something? What? Um, Let's say it's like a pair of gloves. He was okay. uh, overseas with fingerless, really worn. Yeah, a very personal keepsake at that. Yeah, point. just like some. Yeah, really close to him. Yeah, so you kind of put your hand into your pocket to feel the lighter, and the gloves are there below the lighter. Oddly enough, give me a sand check. Six out of sixty-one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's really weird. Like for a split second, you feel compelled to put the gloves there, but you manage to shake it off. Uh, yeah, nothing bad happens necessarily as part of this. Like, it's just, it's... Now that you're looking at, it, though, it's almost like the pillow's already been pushed into the shape of the gloves, though. Like, it's it's really ready for those gloves somehow. So even glass around it, you could just kind of reach in there right now if you wanted to, but you're not gonna. All right, I'm... We'll look at the gloves for a second, but then... Maybe I'll, I'll put them on, actually. Okay. I don't know where these came from, but I'm gonna wear them. On to Jetlag's room? Yeah, I'll kind of step back out of my space. 
All right, Agent Jetlag, yours is an interesting exhibit. So the EPA doesn't make for the most interesting kind of decor, but they managed to do a really good job of making it into that. Like it's it's almost informative the exhibit you're walking through. Like it talks about kind of the science behind some of your cases, like what was wrong, the ecological impacts, kind of what you did to help rectify it or what was done to rectify it afterwards. And none of this fucking matters. Like it's it's all kind of like, okay, yeah, this is here. And it's all leading. The room is definitely leading to something at the end, like a point of honor or a kind of a a big item reveal, if you will. What are you thinking as you're walking by us? You're seeing all of your kind of achievements in life. Like it's it's all stacked there against you and just none of it matters. I think I would be getting pretty depressed. Like <laughs> past middle age, nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a diorama of your entire kind of recreational basketball team there. Like again, it's it's strikingly well done wax work, but like there's kind of a sadness and over the hill to it. Like again, like none of this matters to you. There's something on your mind. Like it shows your family, your relatives. Like so, this is actually the first time that like the rest of J Cell shows up. Like it lists like your comrades in Delta Green as being a thing you pass there, kind of thing. Uh, but but you That's reach fun. the yeah. In theory, it should be the picture of a kind of a well-adjusted, kind of happy middle-aged man. But you, you reach the end, and there's just just something missing. Give me a pow check. 19 out of 85 success. So you feel just compelled to attack Jackal and take that lighter back. But that's what your exhibit needs. That's what will make it complete. That's that's what needs to be here, kind of thing. Like, the rest of this exhibit just... Why would they make an exhibit and not have your incredibly cool lighter here kind of thing? Like, yeah. who would mess up like this? Like, it's it's obviously the thing that defines you most in some weird way, but you kind of managed to tamp down these feelings. Give me a sand check at minus 20 because, well, lighter. <laughs> 94, <laughs> failure. All right, give me 1d10. Eight. Ooh, that's some big damage at that point. Yeah, so... You are overcome with just rage that everyone else's exhibits are done and complete and goddamn Agent Jackal is keeping you from having a complete exhibit. It's all his fault. This is where the lighter's supposed to go. It's why you've had the lighter with you this entire time. It's why you picked it up. Like, who is he to stop you from having a perfect exhibit? Yeah, who are you? I think we'd probably attempt to tackle at that point. Yeah. Switching up for unarmed combat. Fail. 60 out of 40. So that does not go well. So Agent Jackal, you have the ability to fight back as part of this. You also use unarmed combat to do that. (laughs) 85 out of 60 failure. Ooh, so this is... This is some... I'm going to call it a slap fight because that's disingenuous because you both rolled relatively well. You just both managed to fail. Yeah, so like you're you're engaged in this. Like you two are now grappling pretty hard to get this. Um, what's going on through your minds? I guess like what's first? So two of you, Yoten and Jumper, you've just watched jet lag kind of fly into a rage and fly at Jackal kind of thing. Like this is some messed up shit kind of thing. Like you're on this weird mission. You've just been through these kind of weird personal hallways. You feel very exposed in some ways because your comrades have really seen you for lack of a better phrase. And also some supernatural weirdness definitely happened as part of this. What's going through your heads? 
I told you you shouldn't have looked too deep into your life. I mean, I guess I would try to pull one off the other. Yeah. So he was trying to pull. Well, jet lag did the tackling, right? Yep. Or attempted it, so I'd try to pull him off a jackal. Yeah, so give me a strength check. Okay. I failed at 59 out of 50. All right, so jet lag, you don't have to resist that. You're just kind of standing by in shock on this one, Jumper? Yeah. All right, so jet lag, jackal, what are your dexes? Uh, 13. All right, so jet lag, you're going first. You are, for all purposes, kind of in combat. How do you respond? (laughs) Um... Am I enraged enough that I would draw a firearm? I think so. Then I think at that point I would take out the pistol. Say, alright, you just gotta give me the lighter, and this is over. I just need to finish my exhibit. This is why I'm, like, holding the pistol up. Sure. That's all we need. Just give me the lighter, and we're done. Do I try and persuade him, or, like, what's the plan in this case? I I think I'd like to persuade with, like, an intimidation type yeah, so I'll give you a persuade plus 20 because you've just pulled a gun on another person. Like, that's scary as fuck over a lighter. But it's so cool. Uh, it's uh, 59 out of 76. All right, so Jackal, you going to try and resist this at all? Like, he's going to give him the lighter at this point. Like, this is messed up and then some. This is escalated yeah, not, this far. I'm not going to resist. I'm just going to. Yeah. Jesus Christ, jet lag. Just take it. God damn it. Thank you very much. We're all going insane. What are you going to do? Burn down the museum? That's not a bad um, idea. Can we do that? <laughs> is there somewhere this lighter is supposed to go? Like a pedestal or something? Oh, yeah. No, now that you have the lighter again, it's very obvious where this lighter is supposed to go. There's like a, a <laughs> truly prominent, like the entire room is building to this lighter. Like, now that you're seeing it, the entire room is kind of angled the way that it's making an arrow directly towards this lighter, and this is like a very plain, but very kind of robust and dignified-looking platform, a kind of place you can put this, and you, you place it, and just like this little tag in front that just reads, lighter. Ah. <laughs> uh, perfection. Give me a sand check on that one. 82 out of 62. Failure. Alright. It's gonna be 1d10 sand again. Alright, so you are overcome with just this feeling that like, if you died in this moment, you'd be absolutely fine with it. <laughs> like, this. There's never gonna be anything in your life as great as this moment. Like, this is the top of the world as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Everything from here on, it's you've peaked, it's all downhill from here. Well, I am going insane, but I don't think I'm at the point of, like, suicide to escape. Oh, yeah, no, the... you're not going to kill yourself. No, I... you got to tell people about this exhibit. Yeah, it comes right. to the lighter. Mm-hmm.